Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Sid, I'm so hungry. I know. <laughs> I'm a hungry baby, Sid. I know. We we messed up. We delayed all of our meals today, and now it's late, and we need to record, but we're also hungry. You ever have one of those times where you don't think you're hungry at the time that the baby eats dinner, and then it's like... Oops, I forgot I have two hours of things to do before I can eat again. And then you're staring at your baby's mashed potatoes. Like, I know those are cold and her fingers have been all in them, all like all them. over them, every every potatoey drop. But I still kind of want to eat them. The good news is, though, that Sid's parents brought over Thanksgiving leftovers from last night. Uh, I have some of my chess bars and kelsey grammars over here that i made and then my sweet potato casserole that justin oof. can't get enough of oh oh it's gonna be a good dinner turkey of after course. this as of soon as we're done with this it's gonna be a good dinner i'm stoked right and do we have a do we have a staple a thanksgiving staple with us the cranberry sauce ew god no <laughs> <laughs> no Ew, gross. No, there's nothing in the can, no. That was or never... any any kind of cranberry relish. Nope. Cranberries were never any... a thing at my house ever. Really? I never had cranberries at the table, ever. We always had, uh, mom makes, and then uh, she got the recipe from her mom, makes a, a cranberry, like, it's like a relish, I guess is the best name for it. It's a sauce, but it's not, it's not that can of stuff. No, it's, it's not, not the, the gelatinous, the gelatinous wine colored log yeah it's cranberry colored but that seems redundant no i um no i'm okay with cranberries especially as i've gotten older i I get like get it a bit more i used to think they were really like sour and unappetizing but i mean they're tart they're very tart kind of their thing it's a tartness yeah but yeah i'm not i not for eating no not with savory no no well i get it i think cranberries are good with savory stuff i was never much on like the the cranberry sauce thanksgiving thing just not Mm -hmm. not my jam i'd go the gravy route um but cranberries are really interesting so that's why i brought them up uh what do you mean like medicinally medicinally interesting i know that some people buy into that and 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 i've heard of them being used for like actual purposes, so there's it'd be some, interested to see if yeah, there, there's a little bit of truth here. So, so let's talk about cranberries. Um, l- later, I want to tell you my cranberry, like more about cranberries because I think they're really. <laughs> I think the way we get cranberries is really interesting. Okay, all right. So you have some cranberry facts. I have some cranberry cran facts. It's a rock fact. <laughs> it's a cranberry fact. Uh, cranberries or vaccinium macrocarpon. 
Do you prefer that name or would you rather just call uh, them Let's go with cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> they're one of, they're one of the, they're native to North America, which is rare, I guess. There aren't a lot of berries. So we've got like three. We've got like cranberries, blueberries, blueberries. Concord grapes. Oh, really? That's right it. On. That's it. I mean, there are other fruits here. Like we have other berries now. Yeah, I've had some other fruits, I think. <laughs> there are other fruits here. I feel like I've had other fruits. Um, but these are the ones that grow here. Cereal marshmallows, like tricks. Is that? Oh, no, no. that's not. Mm, no. No, not fruit. No. Uh, as the glaciers receded from North America, they left these like holes that were filled with like sand and clay and a lot of debris. And those became cranberry bogs. That's where they formed cranberry Most appetizing. vines. Started to grow there. So bogs. And you know, they're not like they don't grow in water. Did right. you know that? Yes. I didn't know that. That's what I want to tell you about. Oh, okay. I'm going to tell you about it. All is, about it. Is this the moment or do you want to wait? You want to keep me in suspense? <sighs> well, so let, let, you want me to talk about them as a food product and then we can talk about them medicinally? Sure. Because is that, does that work for you? Yeah. I don't Okay. So, okay. So, and I'm I'm not like an expert on this or anything. I no, just this, is, this is our edition of Justin Googled It. Justin Googled It a while ago and then I like tried to refresh myself. But so cranberries are... For the longest time, cranberries. Okay, so there's two ways you can make cranberries, right? You there's dry harvest, not make. Only God can make a cranberry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Man cannot ways, make a cranberry. There's two ways you can harvest cranberries: dry and wet, right? So, dry cranberries is just picking them out of the bog, right? Right, off the vine. Off the vine, and then that's like really labor intensive and mm-hmm. meticulous work. Sure. sure. Um. But uh, there's another way that people discovered in the 30s, which is wet harvesting, which is basically when the cranberry bog floods, the cranberries rise up and then machines can harvest them, right? Right. So it's like really super quick way to get the cranberries, but there's a catch. The cranberries that you see in the bag Uh at the store, those are all dry harvested because wet harvesting makes it messes the cranberries up too bad they don't look good for um really yeah so the if you see them in a bag at the store those are dry harvested but you can't sell them fresh otherwise so they had this thing where they had this technique of well we've got these great cranberries and we like we can get them easier now and we can grow more of them but like we don't have a market with which to um sell them so enter the gelatinous. Enter the gelatinous. Cylinder. Cylinder, right. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So we have the, the that was the, the um, implementation. Or juice, I guess. Hmm? Or juice, I guess. Yeah. I don't feel like that was as big of a, a, of a thing at the time. But the cranberry sauce as, you know, sort of popularized by a co-op of growers that we came to call Ocean Spray mm-hmm. said, okay, now we have a way for cranberries to be like, not just... First of all, to be available year round because they have that one season and then that's right. it. And they weren't a big, a hot ticket item anyway because they were too hard to grow whatever. So with wet harvesting came cranberry sauce because like well, we can use all these ugly berries that's that we cool. harvested and with machines. That explains those commercials where they're standing chest high in cranberries. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. So that is... That's wet harvesting versus um, dry harvesting. And the log, the cranberry log, 
was um uh, uh or like 40s came came up around there. Well, thank you, Justin. Yeah, well, it's it's really the least I could do. Do you know um Americans love cranberries. We eat like 40 million pounds a year. And we eat about 20% of that in the week around Thanksgiving. That is not surprising to me. That is whatsoever. a lot of cranberries. It's weird week. those foods that you're like, I, you know, another one's like that stuffing. When I eat stuffing, I'm like, yeah. man, this is good. This is really I good. I think I'll eat this again. I'm going to eat this again in like a year. In like exactly 12 in like calendar months from now. One year from now. Like your mom's stuffing that she makes. And I think Taylor has made some, some mm-hmm. like some, like with sausage and nuts and like. Just stuffing, but not, so, cranberries. not cranberries. So let's focus. All right, you're right. Just like I like stuff that's upstairs too. I know, well, we're getting to that. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, like not on the show. We're right. just gonna get there to the to the stuffing. Uh, Native Americans uh, cultivated and ate cranberries. They uh, were aware of their first of all. If you added something sweet to them, like honey, that they tasted good. You know, because cranberries are pretty tart. So that was a popular right. way to add a little bit of honey and mash up the berries, and then. It's yummy. And, you know, it's a nice balance of flavors. Um, it also, they didn't, now that there was no understanding of the reasoning behind this, but it warded off scurvy. Hmm. Okay. You could eat cranberries and you wouldn't get scurvy. Now, the reason people thought this was true is that they believe that scurvy was due to an excess of salt. And they thought that the sour taste, the tartness of cranberries somehow... Mm could draw the salt out of your body. Okay. That's so that, accurate. That was, well, no, but that was the theory behind it. So nobody understood that they, that cranberries actually do have a lot of vitamin C. So that's really what they were getting and why they didn't get scurvy from, hmm. you know, when they ate cranberries, but you can kind of think of, we've talked about scurvy on the show before. And we talked about like British sailors eating limes, sure. even yeah. though those didn't really work or lemons, a better source of vitamin C, of course. Um, Cranberries were to American sailors as limes or lemons, really, were to the English sailors. Oh, cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't realize that either because they're a good source of vitamin C. Um, the Native Americans also used cranberries uh, in, in like a poultice. So if you had some sort of wound or injury, um, they believed that cranberries had properties that would prevent infection and inflammation. Again, without knowing these terms at the time, just that it healed better. And so they would take like whole cranberries and mash them and put them in kind of a like fresh cranberries into a poultice and apply it to the wound. Mm-hmm. Um, they were used for all kinds of like fever and swelling, seasickness, uh, fresh cranberries were often prescribed for those kinds of things. They also were believed to purify blood or to fight infections in the bloodstream. So if somebody was very ill, you might give them cranberries. Uh, they were used as a laxative. I think maybe if you ate enough, probably. It seems legit. Like if you ate enough cranberries. It seems legit, yeah. yeah sure. That sounds about right. Um, and lots of different complaints related to childbirth. Basically, anything going on with childbirth, you could say, hey, well, I don't know. Take cranberries? Some cranberries, eat some cranberries. Uh, what's also interesting is there was this early form of what we'd probably think of as kind of like an energy bar. Yeah. Like a superfood called pemmican. Okay. And it like what the it, jerky brand? Huh? There's a jerky brand of, called Pimmigan. I didn't know that. Yeah, it makes well, sense. This that, is where this, tracks. I am certain this is where this came from. So it was ground dried deer meat, and then you mix it with cranberries, fat tallow, and then you pack it all in an animal skin, and you would take that with you if you had like a long journey or something, and it was like a 
you know, nutrient rich superfood. It was, it was like an energy was bar, a protein bar, bar yeah, yeah, that you would that you would take with you. So that's where that comes from. Huh. Um, and pemmican was a very popular food. And I read as I was reading about cranberries. There's a lot of talk about the first Thanksgiving and were cranberries really there? There are a lot of people who want to know, like, were cranberries really at the first Thanksgiving? A lot of Google autofill, autocomplete searches yes. for I, I, I don't know that. if cranberries were the first Thanksgiving. If they were there, it may have been in this form. It would not be odd to think that someone would have had this substance, this pemmican on them. So mm. so maybe it, they were there in that form. Um, but like I said, the Native Americans were eating cranberries. They were aware of them. So who knows? I don't know. Uh, when the Europeans arrived... They that was when we first see them called cranberries. Now what? Cra- well, they called them crane crane berries, crane berries, because the um, flowers of the of the berries, the flowers on the cranberry plant, mm-hmm. looked like the like the head and neck area of sandhill cranes. I'm double checking this right now. Why? What? No, no not the true. fact. I'm double checking. Oh, their, you want to look at them? Is... So therefore, they were called craneberries, and then eventually that just kind of became shortened to cran. All right. Yeah, I get it. I do. I get it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I can see it. I see it. There were lots of other names for them. One of my favorites that I found were bear berries. Because bears like to eat them. Bears like to eat them. <laughs> okay. I've known a lot of bears in my time. I cannot imagine there's a lot of berries that where bears are like, no thanks. I'm good. I'm looking for cranberries right now. When you say you've known a lot of bears in your time, do you mean like oh like on TV bears? Like fictional bears, but like Like not fictional bears. I don't hang with real bears. Well Yogi wasn't a big fan of cranberries. He wouldn't have turned his he, snout he up at him. He liked picnic baskets, I believe. Yeah, he liked picnic baskets, but if there's, <laughs> I mean, there's food in them. He didn't eat the basket squid, so like, he he probably, if there was cranberry relish in there, he would probably enjoy it. <laughs> Thanksgiving picnics. I don't remember Winnie the Pooh eating. Cranberries. I wish people. He did eat honey though. I wish people would bring <laughs> would eat cranberries other times of the year. I cannot go to the store. <laughs> it's only Thanksgiving a picnic, boo boo. <laughs> Thanksgiving picnic's a big thing. Um, <laughs> Probably not. I've never heard of that happening. I'm sure it does somewhere. Uh, as as Europeans began to kind of adopt, as they arrived in the New World and, and found cranberries to be yummy, first of all. And so they adopted them into like their... You ever eat one straight, though? No. No. I, I can't imagine. I imagine it's that. too tart. Yeah. I would think. Um, but, but that's why, but I mean, even like I mentioned, it was already traditionally being prepared with something sweet. Yeah. So, you know, they they probably would have gotten that too. Um, they began to expand like the medicinal uses for them as well, because they were observed to be this kind of like superfood and that, you know, they were, they were prized. And so throughout the 17th century, we see this expansion to like liver issues which back then could have meant anything like it didn't necessarily mean it had anything to do with your liver so if you were kind of grouchy maybe somebody would tell you to eat some cranberries you well, know if you're really uh puny or weak or you just get tired a lot mm-hmm. it's a bad liver here's some cranberries of course like blood disorders anything that made people lose weight lose their appetite so maybe even like cancer before we knew right. cancer those kinds of things you may have been prescribed cranberries and anything wrong with your stomach 
Cranberries. Eat some cranberries. Um, you know, the cranberry sauce did make its way back to the UK in some form, but it, uh, their version is, unsurprisingly, a lot more um, sour than ours is. Is Sweet. it like a chutney? I bet, yeah. I don't know. I'd read that there was like a cranberry chutney as well. It wouldn't. It doesn't surprise me. There's less sweet. The folks, British folks, I love you, and I love my girl Mary Berry for sure, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I've cooked a ton of her recipes. You always got to up that sugar. Like I just everything's got to be up by about twenty percent because y'all listen. It's okay to put more in. It Trust might be me. us. We might have the opposite problem. We like things too sweet. Probably, but like that's all we matter. Like that's all sweeter. perspective, though. I'm an American. I get to say that they're doing it wrong. They probably think I'm doing it wrong. That's fine. It's kind of strong, special partnership that I keep our countries in sync. I, I read that Julia Child was a big fan of cranberry chutney. Sounds about right. And that had like her own recipe for it. And it was like a little bit of tart, a little bit of sweet, a little bit of heat. It had everything. Sounds like the perfect superfood. Mm-hmm. So wait, cranberries, you've talked some about eating them and fake things. But like, are they not good for something? There are some things they're good for. And I want to tell you about that. But first, why don't you come with me to the billing department? Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier then you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going to. Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool. Think of it as the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the Easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real, high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. What are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? 
pre-prepared. All I got at two minutes. I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And together we present Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. We explain the historical significance of everyday etiquette topics, then answer your questions relating to modern life. So join us weekly on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. No RSVP required. Check out Schmanners. Schmanners, Schmanners. Get it? So, Sid, you were going to tell me about real stuff that cranberries do. So, yes. There, if you if you have ever thought of cranberries as medicine, um, most and people... And I have, which is why I am sick a lot of the time <laughs> and don't seem to get better. If, if you think of cranberries as the only medicine, <laughs> I'm surprised you've made it this long. But, <laughs> <laughs> but most people, I think, are vaguely aware that there's something to do with cranberries and the urinary tract. Right. Right. Yes. I, I've had that um, said to me many times by patients that, well, I thought I was getting an infection, so I drank a lot of cranberry juice. Or I thought I had a kidney stone, so I drank a lot of cranberry juice. Or I was diagnosed with these things, so I also drank a lot of cranberry juice, thinking right. I would fix it. Um, this dates back to like the 18th century. Mm, that's uh, troubling. Yeah. And that's when we first um, thought cranberries, especially when juiced, but cranberries in any form, could be used to treat or maybe prevent an infection of the urinary tract. Um, they were kind of thought to be antibacterial. And I reference this. You know, we, we mm-hmm. had this concept that they were good for wounds, that they sure. were good for inflammation and infection. Anyway, and then there was also this belief that people started to have that it somehow acidified your urine mm-hmm. and that that would kill the bacteria as well. And so that that was how it worked. Um, and then a lot of people used it, and some people felt like it, treated or prevented or whatever their UTIs, and so then it was, then it perpetuated. This theory was later found to be wrong. They had this theory based on hippuric acid and the amount in your urine, and it was tested, and anyway, that was wrong. But. Right. But. Okay. Cranberries also contain a substance that can help to prevent bacteria. Specifically, they've, they've done a lot of studies with E. coli bacteria that can prevent E. coli from attaching to cell to the outside of your cells. I, I love so to you. tissues. I think that you are arguing semantics at this point if you do not think that that's antibacterial. That's antibacterial, right? Yeah, I mean, I, like it's definitely it not pro-bacterial. Bacteri- right, <laughs> correct, right. But, but it's not, I mean, it doesn't do anything to kill the bacteria necessarily. It doesn't stop their growth. But it, it just but stops them from attaching to... But your to, whole body's tissue. So if it can't attach to tissue, it's just going to go on its merry way. You're right. fine. No, that's it. Well, yes. You, and, to, it's, now, you know, it's like a catch and release. It's a more okay. humane way of dealing with bacteria. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> Nothing for you here, friend. Yes. That, that's Sincerely me, cranberries. It's, it's much better than like sticky traps for bacteria. Right. Um, this, 
there have been studies that show that drinking cranberry, well, actually taking cranberries, the juice, the juice things get more questionable because there's not as much of this substance mm-hmm. in it, the way that cranberries are processed in the juice. And then you also get like sugar and stuff. So there, the juice is actually probably not as good as maybe like a cranberry supplement or some other form of cranberry. Um, but it can maybe help reduce the frequency of urinary tract infections. It doesn't treat a urinary tract infection. Mm. Once it's there, it's there. Too late for once, cranberries. Exactly. Once you got an infection, you got an infection. Um, and it isn't 100%. So I'm not saying that you eat a cranberry a day and you're never going to get a urinary tract infection. But there have been some compelling studies that show this effect, that it prevents the bacteria from adhe- adhering like they usually do. And the result is maybe you get fewer urinary tract infections. Wow. Um, and for most people, it seems like a kind of harmless thing to try, especially if you do get recurrent urinary tract infections uh so there is there is some some truth to this all right for for utis specifically for that um but when you see success in one area the uses of cranberries for other things of course are going to keep growing um and to meet this demand people had to actually start cultivating more cranberries right Mm, because we're still i mean we're still talking about like wild Wild cranberries cranberries, growing um Cultivation of the cranberry began in 1816, shortly after Captain Henry Hall, who was a Revolutionary War veteran of um, Massachusetts, noticed that the wild cranberries in his bogs grew better when sand blew over them. So he just moved them to places where that could happen easier? Yeah. And spread sand on them. Wow. There you go. I can't think of a lot of things where spreading sand on it is like helpful, but I guess. <laughs> Put some sand on it. Put some sand on it. I mean, Maybe if you want a beach. That's true, Sydney. A lot of sand <laughs> together does make a beach. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying, if you have a place where there isn't sand and you put a lot of sand there, eventually it will be a beach, I guess. I guess it's like caught on. And or a desert. Or a desert. You need water, well, too. You went too far. Take oh, no. some of the sand out. <laughs> Take the sand out. And it's not, you went past beach into desert. Right now, just a little bit of sand, you get cranberry bog. Um, of course, his technique was copied after he was successful. Uh, and so you started to see more and more people growing cranberries. Um, and as cranberries grew, their use spread. Um, they also began to ship them from the U.S. back to the, can I say the old world? Yeah. <laughs> back to Europe. Back to Europe. Uh, and... Uh, one kind of interesting anecdote that came with that, because then people started eating them and you know using them for medicinal purposes and everything back in Europe. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was a shipwreck off the coast of Holland uh, where a bunch of crates of cranberries went overboard, and they washed up on the shore of this island, Terschelling Island, and they started taking root because there was it was a sandy, beachy area mm-hmm. on the edge of this island um and cranberries like to grow there and they have been cultivating cranberries on this island ever since from <laughs> this just be, random shipwreck that's so weird to like all dunk a cottage industry just washed up <laughs> no problem <laughs> look at all these crates of cranberries what should we do with them leave them there watch what happens <laughs> um, um i've heard but you mentioned like an actual use form but i've heard cranberries like recommended for lots of stuff it, you'll hear cranberries i think blueberries kind of get this same rap too i don't know if um, my i would have guessed blueberries before cranberries 
But the antioxidant thing is what a lot of people will tout, is that there are substances in cranberries that are antioxidants, so they protect your cells, they protect you from your DNA from damage, they help to repair damage that's done to your DNA from, like, especially carcinogens is the thought. Um, So people will say that they can help prevent heart disease. There are people who say they help prevent or cure cancer, which is always... It's always problematic yeah. when you start to hear that. Um, and, and I mean, you'll hear people say that, like, I use it for my arthritis. It's great for my eczema. It's really good for gout. Nope, it's great for asthma, but also gallbladder disease. Uh-oh. They're starting yeah. to pile up a little bit. They're starting to pile up. This is becoming a little bit of a cure-all. Which they, they still do cure nothing because... Once you've already got the thing, it does not yeah, cure they still, it. They so. still cure nothing. So okay. they, they fit. Technically, semantically, we're on solid ground. Yes, they, they fit our, our definition, our, our theory on cure-alls. Um, they, there isn't evidence for a lot of these things I've just named. I mean, just because something is an antioxidant, just because you can prove that in a laboratory, does not mean that it prevents or cures cancer in a human. Mm-hmm. Um, which anybody, everybody in the scientific community knows that. But it can, if that is presented to you as a layperson the wrong way, it may be very misleading. Right. And there are certainly a lot of misleading things out there. Not, I will say this: if you're going to talk about cures that maybe don't really work, mm-hmm. but like what their risks are, cranberries are pretty, pretty low risk. They're cheap. And, it may be delicious. Yeah. Um, and if you are still seeking conventional medicine, I think you're okay. There is some some interesting other just kind of compelling tidbits. Maybe they're good for gum disease and plaque. Um, they've looked at, into kind of the same idea. I talked about like preventing bacteria from adhering to the tissues inside your bladder. Yeah, that tracks. That maybe they can do some of the same things with some of the bacteria that might grow in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition, there's a certain bacteria... Uh, Helicobacter pylori, H. pylori, which causes stomach ulcers. And it may also do the same thing to that to help prevent it from attaching to the lining of your gut and causing ulcers. Interesting. So these are still kind of tentative early studies. I mean, nobody's, as we've said many times on the show before, when we're talking about something like cranberries, you're not going to have like a, a major pharmaceutical company doing a you know multi-million dollar double blind sure right study. this is like go eat some i don't know we're not selling them exactly exactly right. so you're not going to see the kind of robust data behind something like cranberries that you would see behind you know a medication that that is being prescribed and mm-hmm. and sold and you know made by a pharmaceutical company you're just not going to find it and is there anything people need to like i guess any other facts about cranberries any other danger no, i guess they're not dangerous well there's not i wouldn't call them dangerous certainly i mean we all eat most of us have eaten cranberries and done okay unless you're like allergic to them or something in which case like don't don't don't, yeah, don't. um it can interfere with some blood thinners so if you're on a blood thinner um and like actually make your blood even thinner uh because it interferes with the metabolism of them and makes them last Dang, cranberries so well, a lot of there's actually a lot of foods that can do that with oh, some okay. blood thinners. But um, what I would say is that if you are on medication like that and you're considering like trying to mega dose cranberries for some reason, <laughs> I would talk to a doctor. I'm not saying you can't ever eat cranberries. I'm just saying if you are on a medication like that, I would I would talk to a doctor yeah. about it. Um, they can upset your stomach if you eat enough of them. 
Okay, again, Sid, you're just maybe true for like all food. Yeah, like everything. Like except- everything. I mean, like if you drink too much water, you'll feel kind of lousy. So, um, and they they may again if you eat too many of them increase your likelihood to make a kidney stone. Um, but I think these are probably fairly minor risks and specific to certain patients and populations. I think if you like cranberries. Have fun. You know, have eat, fun out there. eat your cranberries. But um, if you think that cranberries are like the secret, the secret cure that nobody has ever thought of before. Well. Well, Sorry. Sorry. There's no. probably other podcasts you would enjoy more. Uh, folks, <laughs> they're, just, they're just yummy. They're just good. Uh, f- that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thanks to the taxpayers for letting us use their song Medicines as the intro and outro of our program. Uh, we want to welcome to Earth uh, Henry McElroy. Yay. He's baby a, Henry's here. Baby Henry, Griffin and Rachel. Hi, baby Henry. Uh, today, the day we're recording this. Uh, so Welcome. Henry. Welcome, Henry. As you make your way through the Sawbones backlogs as a teen. I <laughs> uh, hope you're enjoying the show. Congratulations, um, Griffin and Rachel. Congrats to them. Strong work. Thanks to uh, the Maximum Fun Network for having us as part of their extended podcasting family. There's a lot of great shows you can check out there, and they're all waiting for you at MaximumFun.org. Uh, I did want to mention, by the way, Sydney's other show, uh, Still Buffering, uh, it just added T-shirts uh, for their show. And we've got t-shirts too, which we don't mention yeah. nearly enough. Uh, both shirts designed by, um, your by sister, my sister Taylor Taylor. And you can find those at Topatico, T O P A T O C O. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Topatico. Maybe. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Don't, don't you see, you're giving me the yips. Make me think that. I don't know. No, I got it. Yeah, that's right. Good job. Topodoco. Yes. Got it. Topodoco.com. Go there. Go there. You, like you can the find all that stuff. There are holidays coming. Holidays if are there, coming. If there are holidays Goose coming for fat. you, yeah, <laughs> where you would like to give or receive gifts, consider these. Do it. Uh, can I thank a few people? Please do. We received some gifts. Yes. Uh, Morgan, thank you for the aloe drink. Mm. We have not tried it yet. I haven't yet. talked to I have, that yet. I have cooled it. It is now, it is now chilled in the refrigerator. Yeah. We will check it out and let you know. Uh Thank you to, I cannot read your handwriting. I know your initial is J, and you know who you are because you made our daughter Charlie a lovely little blue hat. She loves it. And it is adorable on her, and you also sent us some stamps, some anaphylaxis stamps. And thank you, Jay. I wish I could figure out what your first name was, but your your script is lovely, but also very doctor-esque. <laughs> um, and thank you to Beth for sending us a copy of not just any book, but her book, Outbreak. An autograph copy, no less. So thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. Um, folks, that's going to do it for us. Uh, until next week, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.